0: Hello, hello, and welcome. My guest today is Erica Rosencrantz. Erica is a Hudson Valley, New York native. She lives and resides and was born. Is that true? That is correct. In Highland, New York, she has studied biochemistry and biomedical sciences locally here at Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York. She is interested in DNA damage repair mechanisms. I have no idea what that means, but she's about (laughs) to tell us. Her hobbies include traveling, learning languages, especially an emphasis on French language and culture, and motorsports. Erica, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me today, Steve. I
0: am excited. In uh, the intro, you talked about you like learning languages and cultures, an emphasis on French language and culture. Right. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, so I think my, like, um, affinity for the f- French language started probably in high school, you know, going to a small high school. We had, like, the same French teacher the whole time, and we became very close, and he, w- he inspired me to, like, travel and to, like, start to see the world because, you know, I was kind of in the same spot my whole life, and it was just, like, very eye-opening, very humble, and humbling. And so when I went to college, I had an opportunity to get a scholarship if I continued with that study. And so throughout my time there, you know, I learned, got further into the French language and I have been to France several times, like exploring and things like that. And just trying to get like immersed in the culture to have like a more well-rounded perspective of things. Um, that's something I strive to do.
0: I think that makes a huge difference. And how many countries would you say have been to?
1: Um, I've been to pretty much all central central Europe. Okay. I went to Thailand. That was, that was an experience okay. that pretty much changed my life. Yeah, like that I was hear. such a humbling experience. Um, so, uh,
0: so more yeah. than a few. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Quite, <laughs> than, quite a few. We could probably go back
0: and forth. Right. And yeah. I agree on the travel thing. When I, I was on a, uh, I had a contract for work. This is six, seven years ago. And I told myself when my contract ended, I was going to travel the world for a year. Mm-hmm. And literally like something out of like a Julia Roberts movie or something. I don't know. <laughs> some type of traveling movie. I, my job finished. I sold all the stuff I had. Anything I still had, wow. I put in storage. I think I sold my car. And I got a backpack. And I literally traveled around the world for about a year.
1: Wow. And I wasn't
0: I wasn't uh, international for a year. I came back for my sister's wedding. I came back for uh, Christmas, but I was kind of traveling nonstop for a year. And it gives you such a different perspective Mm -hmm. about cultures. And the U.S. maybe we're a little biased because it's so big. You can go to Maine and Miami and Texas and North Dakota and the inner cities of Los Angeles. And you're going to get so many different cultures and so many different perspectives and even languages and dialects. Uh, Right. But in if all you know about a culture is what you see on the news mm-hmm. or what you see on some TV show, you're not going to really understand that culture. No, and it's such not a different all. perspective to travel and like, oh, this is how people actually live. Like, yeah. oh, the rest of the world isn't really that dangerous. No. You know? Yeah.
1: Definitely a different perspective being like immersed in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now, how about speaking languages?
1: Speaking languages? Yes. Yeah, so um you know, I studied, obviously, French for a long time. Recently, I've been trying to learn German mm. and a little bit of Norwegian because okay. I'm Nordic. So, uh, like, um, yeah, so that, that's actually very difficult. How's that going? That, that, not too good. Not oh. too good. But, you know, I um, have this app, and it's actually for free through huh. Libby. All you need is a library card okay. anyways, um, okay. if anyone's interested. Libby. Yeah, L I B B Y. You can okay. get it on your. On sure, your maybe iPad. they'll maybe
0: they'll sponsor the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Right. Libby sponsor us. Okay,
1: sponsor uh. us. Thank you.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> um, and you can get like learn different languages, and you can like play it in your car um through your speaker system and it will be like oh we're gonna learn this phrase today or like this grammar and just like listening to it and being repetitive but whew, those like scandinavian languages very different pretty hard, pretty hard. I, not I, a lot I, of cognates
0: i still can't get over icelandic <laughs> oof because uh, i've been i went to iceland i've been a couple times but one was like a longer trip and back this is a couple of years ago uh, we're in we're in Poughkeepsie, New York right now. Stewart Airport, which is in Newburgh, mm-hmm. which is thirty minutes from here, if you know if that it really they flew direct from Stewart to Iceland. Okay. And they went. For, used to go. To, I've got to, They went to Norway. I've been to Scotland. Oh. They discontinued it now for the moment. But instead of going down to New York City, spending three hours to JFK, waiting wait, oh, it was such an easy trip. <laughs> yeah. And I remember flying on Iceland Air. Maybe it was Wow Air. It was Wow Air. Wow. They would do the announcement. It's called Wow Air. They would do I the announcement that. in English, and then they would do it in Icelandic. And it was <laughs> it it was like alien language yeah like I couldn't I couldn't even like someone actually speaks like that I couldn't <laughs> yeah. even repeat it and it's so it was just so different um to hear and it kind of like puts you like like how are they learning all this language I mean pe- when you go to Europe it's fun because you see people you hear people speaking a dozen languages oh yeah and one of the things I've always that really made me uh, stand out and, and take note from travel was how kind of I don't know what the word is uh, when it comes to being Americans how we get very kind of happy and complacent with what we have mm-hmm. and we go to other places and we kind of expect them to speak the language the language and it's yeah. absurd i've been to so many different places europe central america you know asia where they've apologized that their english isn't good enough and I'm like, dude, no! like like I'm in your country. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. speak none of your – I speak a little bit of Spanish so I can get by. But I don't speak Japanese. I don't speak Norwegian. Mm-hmm. And you're apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry. My English isn't good enough. I'm like, dude, your English is perfect.
1: Yeah, like you're doing great. You know, <laughs> uh,
0: But we definitely – I think we. it's why when people say they're not interested in traveling, I get it. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But it's something I've never really been able to understand like you don't want to see the rest of the world.
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't really understand that either. Like to me it was just like so every time I travel, even if it's the same place, I learn something different. Yeah. I learn something more and it makes me reflect more, you know, on my life and like other people's, you know. I feel like it's always a learning experience, you know. Sometimes I feel like, oh, people are like, oh, I'm going to go to, you know, The Mediterranean just to take some photos, you know, Mm -hmm. and and post it on social media, and I'm just like, I don't know, I have a different perspective, I'm like, I want to try to take it in, Yeah, you know what I mean?
0: I think you can, I was, remember I was in Santiago for a week, and I was, I don't know if I was Skyping or Facebook messaging my my mother back in the States, she's like, what are you doing today? I was like, well, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go to the mall. I'm going to sit in the park. And she's like, oh, you're going to – it's just a waste of a day. And I was like, oh, no, no. Like what better way to learn about the culture than like literally like people, people watch, watch at yes. the food court for an yeah. hour and then sit in the park and go get some random uh, hot dog that, you know, is only specific to Colombia – or, uh, to, you know, Santiago. Right. Uh, that was – you know, there's no there's, – if you never have a plan, then you're never going to miss out on anything because exactly. anything can be a plan. mm mm-hmm. Uh, is, is France your favorite place that you've traveled?
1: Um, I've or visited, you said
0: Thailand, you mentioned. Oh China. yeah.
1: So I just visited France like the most, pretty much every trip I go on. I always try to get France in mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, I actually went to Thailand for like a month and it actually was like a attachment program through Maris. So we were looking at like the, um, medical problems they were facing and such, but also, you know, um, exploring their culture. Okay. And it was very interesting cause you know, we weren't just at the capital. But, like, Bangkok, but we went also to the rural communities. And I felt like that was what was most interesting. Because that's, like, really, you know, um, just getting out of the big city picture. Which I'm also usually get interested mm-hmm. in, like, trying to get outside of the cities. Um, but it was just crazy because, like, some of the, like, living environments these people were facing. Wow. Like, I remember uh, we were in a canoe And these people, like, their homes are basically, like, huts made out of cardboard on the side of the river. And they would do anything for you. Like, the happiest people. Like, so welcoming. And, like, oh, do you want something to eat or anything? And I'm like, you don't even have a lot. And yet you're just, like, so happy and willing to, like, give what you can. I'm like, wow. That's a a game changer. That's a perspective changer. Because sometimes I think in our culture – With, like, social media and things, we get kind of consumed with materialistic things, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, oh, I have to have this, I have to have that without, you know, and this will make me happy. Like, these materialistic items will make me happy when it's, like, sometimes you just got to, like, reflect and be thankful for what you have and, like, experiences and, like, your attitude is what you can share with others, like, your perspectives.
0: I'm always amazed when I go somewhere and someone will be over-the-top nice or, or do something for me or give me something or, like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have enough money. I oh, don't worry, just come back tomorrow. Like, what? Like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, not that you would never see that in the U.S., but it's so over-the-top. And a lot of times, you know, w- when you grow up, if all you hear about a country, if all you know about Myanmar right now mm-hmm. is that there's protests going protests. on, oh, that's the most dangerous place in the world. Colombia, for example. One mm-hmm. of my absolute favorite places, especially Medellin, which was the heart of the drug trade 30 years ago place is beautiful now it was there a few years ago if all you know about these countries is oh i saw it on the news oh there's a protest there's an uproar oh, it's really dangerous don't go there mm-hmm. there's more to travel than just london paris and rome like there's oh, a absolutely. whole other part of the world so that that's always cool to see different perspectives people literally live in huts and then the happiest thing in the world like yep. what are we doing wrong like maybe we should downsize yeah a little bit yeah, yeah.
1: be a little bit more minimalistic now
0: how much french do you speak
1: You know, I've been out of school for some time (laughs) now. I was like trying to approach fluency, but it's kind of hard, you know, really to be fluent. I feel like you have to live there for like a certain amount of time. So, yeah. yeah, More
0: more French than Norwegian.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. Talk to me about your current profession. Oh, sure. Your job.
1: Yeah, so right now um, I work at a college in academia, and I teach some lab classes trying to get into the teaching and also trying to come up with maybe some projects on the side, kind of assist some students into research, get their feet wet if they're like into it. um. Also try to help the students that might be interested into like, pursuing a degree in research or to get their PhD. And I think the best way to do that is to have projects they can work on, get into a lab, and try to get some experience.
0: Now, what kind of labs, projects, science specifically?
1: Yeah, so at, at the college I'm working at now... Um, The lab I'm actually teaching is doing a project with Drosophila, which is fruit flies, and trying to annotate their genome, which basically means, like, map it out, um, look at all the genes, like, where they start, what their expression is, and things like that. And the, the big picture, I guess, with it is there's actually multiple species of fruit flies. So we know, like, you know, the little fruit fly that's, like, buzzing around our... Um, our fruit. our fruit. That's, yeah, <laughs> literally that's where I'm going with that. Uh, our fruit that's about to go out. Okay. But there's actually different species. So we're looking at different species that aren't wild type and comparing kind of their genomes. And the big picture, like, well, why is this important? You know, I feel like that's always a question in science. Uh, why is this important? Uh, like you're studying flies. Uh, um, but actually their genomes are different. And this one we're looking at is actually larger than the wild type genome. So the big picture... Is evolutionarily why is that advantageous to like acquire like more genes like to get a larger genome like
0: more genes better or indifferent s- uh, it, it,
1: it depends okay. it depends because sometimes like we have like a whole bunch of genes but really what what matters is their expression, mm-hmm. like how they are expressed. Are they up regulated, downregulated? And that can cause different differences, um, phenotypically or physically, how they act and how they um propagate.
0: Okay. Now yeah. what what's our end goal? We we smash these fruit flies. Yeah. We get their genes and get yep. their blood on a microscope and that's, you know yeah
1: so so basically like the, the lab we're doing yep we get the we like you said, we, we smash them up, <laughs> put them in little pieces. Okay. Um, what we're looking at is harvesting their RNA. So there's this idea that basically it's called the central dogma. you know you have DNA, DNA okay. leads to RNA, which then leads to proteins okay And so we're trying to look at the RNA specifically of these fruit flies because this will by looking at the RNA, it tells us what genes are being expressed, what DNA is being expressed. And that will eventually lead to, you know, proteins which interact mechanistically to so like give a certain phenotype. Um getting kind of deep into this, Man,
0: this here. Is, All right.
1: <laughs> but at the end of the day, the this is gonna day. give us a
0: cure for baldness. Like Maybe. that's that exactly
1: like... <laughs> No, just no. like like at the end of the day, it's just like, I guess, like, in this context, um,
0: every is it is it just fair to say that every mm-hmm. every study like this we do is simply a building block on something else. Like, it's right. 30 years from now, it will give us a cure for something or. Yeah. But, yeah. But it starts with the step that got us there. Right. You're, you're building on what someone 30 years ago did find the fruit fly. And now we, oh, there's two different fruit flies. And now it's just little right. by little. yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: Cool. Uh, yeah, sometimes science, it's like sometimes hard to see the big picture, like oh. what's the importance of this? But then, like you said, it's just kind of like a building block.
0: Oh, when, when, you, when, you, when I read in the paper now that, you know, local government has designated $4 million <laughs> for the study of fruit flies. Now, oh, well, that's where it's going. Okay, then I guess. <laughs>
1: the NIH grant. I guess it's
0: okay. <laughs> Fantastic. And you went to school for something like this. Right. Okay.
1: Yep. So I studied biochemistry and biomedical science in school. And actually, that's when I started my research um, my freshman year. Um, and we were looking at basically DNA damage repair mechanisms. And actually, this, this is really actually, this is more important. This is big picture because we're basically looking how DNA damage is repaired during what is called meiosis, which is like the form of cell division that forms gametes or egg and sperm. And as a consequence of this DNA being damaged and not being repaired, that can lead to things like infertility, chromosomal disorders, like trisomy 21 Down syndrome. Um, You're saying
0: if if the man or woman's...
1: Their DNA is damaged. Correct, and can, it's not repaired properly.
0: How would, uh, how would it get damaged?
1: Sure. So um, during this process of cell division, meiosis, mm-hmm. the genome initio- initiates um, double-stranded breaks. So purposefully, your cells are like, okay, we're going to break up this DNA purposefully because yeah. the point of it is to actually form what we call crossover. So pieces of genetic material are going to be switched and that forms to genetically different um, gametes, okay. so it contributes to genetic genetic diversity. So it's actually purposeful. Like you want these double-stranded bakes to be initiated, and obviously you want them to be repaired. But sometimes they're not so repaired we, we properly. Want
0: div- is that we want diversity because of like we have the same family of cousins marrying each other? Like <laughs> bad <laughs> things happen.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's just um, yeah. You want yeah. You want diversity. Right. You know. But sometimes like evolutionarily the body yeah.
0: will intentionally split these cells or is it right to say they're damaging the cells? Is
1: yeah, they it's damaging okay. yeah, the genetic material. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then for repairing, mm-hmm. the body if the body knows, "Oh, I need to damage or yep. know, the cells, then I need to repair it." Correct. But sometimes that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, sometimes, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, I guess I can say, okay. to get these this DNA repaired properly. And, you know, sometimes mistakes happen, and it doesn't get repaired properly. And that can lead to, like, chromosome fusions, where you get, like, an extra chromosome. Mm-hmm. Um, in a good scenario, I mean, the cell would just be aborted. It would die. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, this is faulty. This shouldn't be happening. Like, let's not propagate this to the next generation. Mm-hmm. So... Okay. Yeah.
0: And that the study of the flies is helping you determine why this is happening or not. Oh, happening. that's a separate project. Separate fly. That's what I'm doing now. Oh, yeah. gotcha. But this is what that's... you went to school for specifically, or what you were most interested in.
1: Yeah, that okay. was a research project I did during my time at Marist. Okay. For the four years, and actually, it got published. Is it? So, yeah, I am in PubMed. PubMed.
0: <laughs> Get a shout out. How do we read Have this publication? How do we read this?
1: Um. Yeah, you can go on PubMed uh-huh. and you can search. I think it's maintenance of genome integrity by Leap Four and chd3 okay. or search my last name all right
0: i, I think the last name up. is I think, easier I, search. Think I
1: think i think, I think <laughs> last name might but be. But easier. i'll put
0: this in the the notes <laughs> of the, the the uh the episode okay So people can go right right there
1: <laughs> link the PubMed. yeah yeah
0: fantastic <laughs> awesome do we have any grander aspirations for our research or for our medical degrees or things like that
1: yeah so i'm definitely interested in going back to school um I think I just took on a lot during undergrad. I got, like, a little burnt out. So I was like, you know, and I kind of had a lot of interests. I was like, I don't know what path I should really go into. So I'm like, let me try to figure myself out here. Um, So I'm going to probably be applying to PhD programs because it's kind of funny. It's like sometimes you don't realize how much you enjoy something until it's gone, right? Mm. So, you know, I was doing research all the time, like, in the lab for Quite, you know, designated a good part of my time to that. And it could be stressful and stuff. But, like, looking back in retrospect, I was like, oh, I missed that. You know? And, like, maybe that is for me.
0: You mentioned that you were (laughs) interested in motorsports. Oh, yes. Uh
1: So, I think... Ever since I was young, I think maybe, like, my dad and his family, like, played a role in that. I'm, like, what you call a gearhead, I guess. A Uh. gearhead. Like, I'm into the cars. I'm, like, oh, we got that V8. Uh. Like, let's hear it. Uh. Um, I'm, like, really into that type of stuff. Like, really love old school muscle cars. That's the thing. People make fun of me because they're, like, wait, like, you're in science? Like, Mm. what about, like, the electric car? And I'm, like, "Mm." Uh. Yeah, like pollution. Uh-huh. Let's not think about that for a second. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like motorcycles, getting excited for this nicer weather. Right. Take take the bike out, yeah. you know. You know, we have the quads at my house. We'll do snowmobiling. Like that type of stuff. I'm into it. I think it's fun. Awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Fantastic. <laughs> so we will be Dr. Rosencrantz.
1: Oh, I hope one day. <laughs> on,
0: on the motorcycle.
1: <laughs> Dr. Rosencrantz. All right. Sounds kind of good. Right? That sounds uh, great. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Awesome. Erica Rosencrantz, Hudson Valley native, future doctor, gearhead, and francophile.
1: <laughs> there we go. That, oh, like the right? francophile. There, there we go. Um, Those h- francophile. How refined. Yes. Thank you
0: for joining me with uh, the episode in the podcast. I look forward to talking with you more in the future, and maybe we'll have you back.
1: All right. Awesome. Thanks awesome. so much, Steve. Thank you so much.
0: Thank mm-hmm. you.